0: 140 of Chamberlain and Chance. I am Chance. I write the chance com. with me. As always is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, how you doing this week?
1: I solemnly swear that I will not sing on today's episode. It is a promise that I make to the listeners so as I don't drive any more of them away.
0: <laughs> a dark day for all of us. And uh, joining us is Mr. Alex McCracken of com. Alex, how are things in the Carolinas?
2: Yeah, They're a lot better. Um, we didn't really flood out here. Everything's pretty okay, but you still can't drive to the beach, and South Carolina is still very much
0: flooded. We got fucking snow in Winnipeg today. Nice. Oh. There are still green leaves on the trees, and we got fucking snow.
1: It is right now in Wisconsin, southeastern Wisconsin, about eighty degrees for no reason.
0: See, so that sounds high, but 30, I don't know
1: what that means. 30, 30-ish centigrade.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna drop. Down to forty-five tonight. We're going to get murdered by thunderstorms, mm. and tomorrow we'll have a high of fifty, which is probably around fifteen centigrade, maybe mm. a little less. It's nice. That's a nice day. So, yeah, our, our our weather be weird.
0: <laughs> I uh I haven't I probably haven't played as much video games or written about as much about video games in the last I don't know five days or so that I wanted to. And I am working on a blog post about this, but it's, you know, it, it's not related to games and it is kind of personal and I doubt many people would care about it. But I want to say, <clears throat> I got a new cat.
1: Oh, okay. How would we not care about this?
0: And the reason I got this cat is because, you know, my mom is aware that our current cat, Doug, is getting a little long in the tooth. And it's not like Doug's got one foot in the grave. He's just, you know, he's slowing down. He's not as, he's not a crazy kitten anymore. And Doug has always been a bit of a, you know, dumbass. I'm going to cough now because <coughs> that cold is still hanging on. <laughs> um, And I just thought, you know, maybe Doug, too, would, would enjoy some youthful energy in the house. And when we first got Doug, I did not like Doug. Mm. For years, I did not like Doug because Doug is not a particularly good cat in any area you would want a cat to be. <laughs> um, so the, he's kind of a prick? No,
1: well, no. Most okay. cats are kind of pricks. It's, I've it's, met some nice cats.
0: No, no, he's not he's not like a douche. he's like an affable moron <laughs> who has I've had that cat <laughs> Yes who has no conception that you could kill him if you step on him he just won't move. Yeah, and it yep. doesn't occur to him that he could get hurt until you know someone accidentally puts their full weight on him and he screams. Mm-hmm. Um, they got him as a mouser because uh, he was the only cat in the humane society who came right up to the cage and like, was like wanted to know what their deal was. And they were like, "Okay, so this cat's like got a lot of moxie. We're grabbing this mm-hmm. cat."
1: Yep, I had that exact cat. His name was Guinness. Yeah,
0: and turn in Doug's case turns out he's just dumb. Because, <laughs> like, when Doug goes to stalk a thing, he doesn't, like, get low and prowl towards it like a cat does. What he does is he just stands there staring at it real hard. Then, at the crucial moment, he bleeps sideways at it like a like a springing <laughs> antelope or something. And is amazed when it gets away. Like, I don't know who the fuck taught this cat anything about being a cat, but he didn't figure it out. That said, he does use the litter box. Hey. And for yeah, some reason... Choose. Yeah. And for some reason, um, even though I don't treat Doug, I probably treat Doug less nicely than anyone else in the family. Like when he's going for food, I will get the hell out of here and shove him away. And when he's in the middle of the floor and I'm about to trip on him, I will like push him with my foot and I won't hit him, but I'll shove him with enough force that he will go skidding across the floor, and get the fuck out of my way. So I went to go get a new cat, and I've never done this before. Every cat I've ever had, and cats tend to attach themselves to me, I don't know, I guess I'm a cat person. Cats tend to be quite fond of me, but I've never gone and gotten a cat. And so this was the first, this was literally the first kind of cat adoption I've ever done in my life, or more like pet adoption I've ever really done, and I go down there and I tell myself, I'm just going to get the cat that speaks to me that I feel sort of some sort of connection to. And there were some pathetic fucking cats in the Humane Society, man. There was this one old one that was like ginger and it's, it had short fur, but it looked like someone had taken like 80s hair gel and done all the fur with hair gel so it was kind of spiked like a, like a Cory in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. he was, looked sickly and nasty, and his eyes were half closed. And as soon as you walked into the room that his cage was in, he stood up and wobbled over and just went. <laughs> He's saying,
1: "Kill me, please." I don't please know, but I felt me. so bad
0: about that cat. I called the I called the Humane Society back the next day and said, "Is there anything I can do just to make sure that that cat gets the medicine it needs?" Like, and they <laughs> they said, "No, you can only make a general donation." But. So what I ended up, I, I had a cat when I was younger named Bob, who was a Maine Coon, and I was very fond of Bob. Mm, big so fluffy I, cat. Exactly. So I, I still have a soft spot for Maine Coons. I did not get a Maine Coon. There were a pair of juveniles, they're about seven months old, in a room together. The room's about the size of a large closet. And they are mixed breed short hairs. Mm. Uh, one of them's gray, Noah is gray, and the other one is black with a white white uh, blaze down his nose and a white breast and white paws and medium hair. So they're just beautiful, beautiful cats. But they're kind of... They're in the back of the room. They don't... They're very shy. They don't interact with anyone. But I go into the room to check them out and the gray one bolts into like a hidey hole and will not come out. The black one sits there and just stares at me. And I ask the woman, what's this one's name? She goes, Harley.
1: Ooh.
0: And as a fan of... Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, and I have to, you know, Harley is now a frontrunner. Just based on the name, Harley is now a frontrunner. But, you know, he's very shy, so if you take him home, he's got to go in a separate room for seven days. And uh, so just so he gets accustomed to the house, I'm like, well, that makes sense, sure. Then I go to the adoption lady, and the adoption lady says, okay, so he will need to be, because he's a he's a scaredy cat, he's going to need to be in a separate room for 10 to 14 days. hmm and I go, okay, what what the fuck happened to this cat? Like, what is this cat's problem? Because I've never dealt with a cat that you can't just take home and throw into a house and say, check it out. Like, I've never dealt with this before.
1: Go for it. It's your place too. Okay.
0: <laughs> and here's the problem. At this point, when I'm sitting in this woman's office doing the paperwork to adopt Harley, I've had a conversation with Harley where I told Harley, I am going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure you're safe. You can trust me. I got your back from here on out, Harley. <laughs> So and I had already made a
1: thoughts. I had, already, but the thing is, I,
0: I couldn't break. I couldn't back out because I'd already made the promise to the cat, and for some reason, that was more important than the paperwork I hadn't signed yet,
1: <laughs> or the money you have to pay.
0: That's well. The, I mean, free. I don't care about the money. It's it's the you know it's it's the fact that I had a purpose. This uh, the initial impetus for getting this cat was as a social friend to Doug and my mother. Yes, and uh, Harley's not. I don't think Harley's going to be that cat. But Harley's home now. Now, the reason Harley needs to be kept separate for seven, for up to seven days, or 10 to 14 days, or according to the literature they sent me home with, 30 days. Jesus. Because Harley was born on the mean streets of Winnipeg.
1: Oh, she's a stray.
0: Harley, no, Harley's a boy, first of all. Oh, oh. (laughs) Harley's a boy. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Harley is feral. Yeah, we have those. They're yeah. not nice. Yeah. yeah. Harley Harley was born feral. Spent the first 4 months of his life feral on the streets of the city before okay. someone picked him up and he's been with the SPCA for the last 3. So, he was stolen, he was he was his freedom was robbed of him. Yeah. He had his little kitty Nat, nads chopped off and had to go undergo surgery. He's been caged by humans and finally I have su- subjected him to the indignity of taking him away from his brother Noah. Mm. Harley has uh, three sound settings. One is complete silence, staring at me with those eyes. The other is hissing.
1: Oh, gee. You, you...
0: But if you reach out, because as he hisses at you, he won't attack, and he won't move. And as he hisses at you, if you reach out and stroke his cheek, this big, deep purr will come out of him.
1: Okay. So is this there's good kitty in there?
0: There's good kitty in there. And for the first three or four days, like, you know, he'd hiss every time I even got closer. And now he just kind of it almost like he hisses hello. So Ouch. So like I'm wondering if I'm going to have a cat who doesn't meow and who only like casually hisses at you as communication. <laughs> Which to be honest I find a little bit appealing. It's, it's, it's kind interesting. Of, it's, it's a interesting. different cat, yeah. Yeah, it's kinda of yeah. bad. There's something kind of cool about that. But so has it hurt yet or anything like that? No. No, no. In fact, he has nipped me, but it's not a it's not a nip to do damage. It's a, like a play nip. Okay. Yeah, which was really cool. So I get him purring and what you're supposed to do is take away his food during the day and bring in food so that he has to interact with me to get food and he associates the deliciousness of me with the sweet sweet taste of kibble. And um uh, so, what I'll do is I'll, you know, take away his food when I get home from work, uh, wait a couple hours, walk in there, give him the cheek stroke, and then the first day, he basically starved himself. He would not eat if I was within his line of sight. The second day, he was in the back of a fucking... A closet and I sat in the door of the closet as he hisses at me and put a plate of food between us and he won't move out of the co- corner to eat the food I know he's starving I shove the food right up until it's touching his paws and at that point he eats and on the second and third day I was able to you know pet him and get him purring and then I would lift him up into my lap and he'll usually go stiff as a board like he does not
1: you know he doesn't, doesn't want, want to be, be picked up he's not yeah
0: but he'll yeah. let me pick him up he won't fight me at all he'll let me put in put in, Put him in my lap and I'll pet him. And then for the last couple nights I've been sitting there cross legged on the floor of this mostly empty room with a plate of wet cat food in my hands and this little cat eating out of my lap, basically. Hmm. And it, it feels really cool. And then yesterday, last night, I go in to feed him at the end of the night, and he's I I pull him out and I give him a bunch of pets first, and he's purring in my lap, and then I pick up the plate of food and I balance it on the knee, and I'm sitting there petting him, and he turns just so I can see him in profile, and he goes
1: no, oh, get an actual noise out of him as opposed to a hiss.: okay. It was
0: like the tiniest, hoarsest little meow I had ever heard, and one of the sweetest sounds in my life. So I don't know how the fuck Harley's going to turn out. Obviously he's not going to be exactly what I wanted him to be, but who is and uh, <laughs> And I'm really curious. I'm really curious to see what happens with Harley. I'm curious to see who Harley is in 10 years. I think this will be really interesting. but you you don't think you're going to give it up. Oh, I promised him. I don't okay. break Like you know I don't uh, I don't break commitments lightly Girls have that, to break up with me
1: That reminds me of the first cat My wife and I had We had just gotten married And we went out to get a cat Actually no This was before we were married She had her She had the place We ended up moving into And I wasn't living with her yet And okay. she went out And got this long haired Orange cat Named Dante Ooh. Dante Was Insane He would roughhouse Like a dog Like mm. I could He would run to me and I would grab him by his chest and scoot him across the floor, and he would, like, jump up panting and run back to me and have him do it again. Hmm. But the problem is he was so active that you had to do this for, like, an hour every night. Oh, my God. Otherwise, he wouldn't sleep. And he had this bizarre penchant for chewing on electrical wires. Oh, no. That's not good. And we couldn't stop him, so we had to give him up. This cat is going to kill himself. We can't. Because you know we're working, no one's home all day, hmm. and we can't lock him in a closet all day. So we we had to we had to take him back so he didn't kill himself. And so in the, in the months we went went past, and we kind of would visit the humane society, and they pulled us aside and they said, "Yeah, Dante, he went to like three more families, and they all gave him up. This cat was insane." So I feel bad about that one, but he just was. You, not you can't gonna... help
2: a cat that chews on electrical wires. Yeah, and won't he just
1: just chew on electrical wires. It was just absolutely bizarre. We like, never I, had didn't a cat I, that yeah. would do that.
2: We had to put down a dog of ours that was just... It kept biting us, and it wouldn't stop biting. Uh-huh. Yeah, now dogs the,
1: can be broken. I mean, there's not much you can no, do with that. he, he went nuts. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah,
2: yeah it was. It so, well, wasn't as bad as a dog I had that had heart cancer. That one messed me up.
0: Yeah, I don't want to tell you guys about Dakota. He was the sweetest guy, and what happened to him was not good.
2: Yep, it uh, Yeah, affected his nerve system. He couldn't walk straight for a while. And Yeah.
0: Eesh. Yeah, that's what, that's what happened to Dakota. Except, okay, well, Dakota... Um, okay, picture um, picture a golden retriever. Now give it the build of a boxer. Oh, jeez. Now make that boxer as thin as a whippet that's as tall as a boxer, but it still has a boxer's face. But gold like a Labrador retriever.
1: It sounds ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> he was.
0: He was this great big gangly dog who loved running through the fields and snapping up mice when we had an acreage and when we moved into the city he just got slower and slower and then one day we noticed that he had like a dent in his head and oh. I, and i don't mean like i don't mean like you know someone popped him in the head i mean like he had a depression in his forehead like an inverse golf ball Gah. and no one could figure out what it was but he it just was harder and harder for him to walk and harder and harder for him to do things and he was the sweetest guy he was the nicest guy dakota yeah so, this has really depressed me.
1: That's why we're. That's the problem. We live pretty long. We keep adopting these animals that don't live as long as we do. Guinness died around 10 ish. Um, actually, a little earlier than that. He's just this giant, stupid animal. I loved him, but his kidneys went.
0: Was he and a dog or a cat?
1: No, cat. He was okay. a
0: cat. Okay. A okay. cat? Um, wow.
1: Yeah, his, well, his kidneys went. But most cats end up dying of kidney failure somewhere or another because of their high protein diets. It's just kind of what happens. But well, wow. there was nothing that could be done. So.
0: You think we could just feed them some vegetables once in a while?
1: Well, they're predators.
0: I guess that's true.
1: That's what they want to eat.
0: Well, let let's move on to happier. So times. yeah, that
1: was yeah. Well, well, good luck with your new cat. I hope I'm it very curious. Turns out to curious. be a good cat and not some sort of some little beastie.
0: Yeah, I'm, no. Even if he is a little beastie, he'll be my little beastie. And <laughs> if you can keep can, him contained, if you can't take Harley, oh, he's not going to attack anyone. He's terrified of everything.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Like, there was, like, the room was full of shit, and the, like you know, it had, like, a weight machine, and uh, and there was, like, a shelving unit in there. There was just too much shit to hide behind. And the documentation says, make sure he's got a place to hide, but not so many places to hide that you can't get to him when you need to, and to make him interact with you. So, I, so there was a a point where I cleaned out that room, and Doug is either downstairs hanging out with me, or he's stationed outside Harley's door. Yeah, he knows. He knows. (laughs) So, I locked Doug in a separate room. I left the door to Harley's room wide open. Harley did not move. He's terrified.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be a while before he. Yep. He was anyway, comfortable. Video games. Out. But he will. He, will. Al- he will.
0: Alex and I went three and zero in Overwatch.
1: Yeah, what's your day? Which day? Which day? Uh, was what this? was it? Thursday.
0: Last Thursday. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wait, was it Thursday I was home?
2: Yeah. Thought it was Friday I was home. It was Friday what was it? I was home. Was I I I, I worked Six days a week, it's all a blur. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, I, I did a post on s- Saturday that says I didn't play Overwatch last week, but I did play yesterday afternoon with Alex. Yeah, we went we went three and zero, and I got two out of three plays of the game.
3: Mm.
2: It was
0: fucking awesome. Yep, <laughs> it's a little easier in the in like the early afternoon. Yeah, it's weird. Like I don't know why. I don't know why. Like every
2: once in a while, you'll get one of the uh, lifers. I like to call them.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I would just say like, who who do nothing but this game. Um I was playing last night and um I was I was actually playing Zen. I was playing Zen on Route 66 defense. And the enemy team has a Doomfist. That's like he can wreck me, but that's okay cuz he's a big hitbox for Zen. And you can just, you know, gain ult off him. And they got a Roadhog, which again is lunch meat to a yada. It's a huge yep. hitbox, no armor, no shield. I'm going to discord you and my team to wreck you. And then they had a Widow. And this Widow didn't miss. And I don't think they were cheating. I think they were just really, really fucking good. So halfway through the second point, I switched to Tracer. And at this point, we don't win, but it now becomes at least a fight. And I focus on the Widow, but they push us back, they take us out. Next round, I think it was Gibraltar attack. And actually, what happened then was the lobby shut down. And I'm like, thank fucking God, I don't have to face that Widow again. I looked up their profile. They're diamond. They're a diamond Genji main. I don't want to fight this guy. And, uh, <laughs> or girl. And so, uh, so the lobby shuts down. I'm like, thank God. Uh, I'm on Gibraltar attack. So I insta-lock Tracer and I've been flexing all night because I've been getting into games late. This is the first one I've been able to pick first in. So I go Tracer and I go out there and they've got an Orisa and someone's healing the Orisa. So I blink through the Orisa to deal with the Anna who's healing her. And as soon as I take a shot at the Anna, that same fucking widow kills me. <laughs>
1: He knew. Yes.
0: (laughs) And as soon and shortly after the widow kills me, our widow kills him. So I'm like, ah, I have, you know, at least someone who can hold, like, you know, hold down this widow with me. So me and this widow on my team beat the shit out of this fucking diamond widow maker. It was spectacular. Um, ended up going on like a 14 kill streak. There was one point where I blinked up to the widow and was just kind of dancing around distracting and then wham! My widow takes her out. It was spectacular. Uh, got play of the game and then sent the widow a good game saying like, you are just an absolute sick fucking widow maker. And they're like, yeah, well, you kept on smoking me. I'm like, well, that was really mo- mostly my widow and me together. Like, let's be honest.
1: You know, I dodge one person at a time.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was a really good game.
1: Nice. Anything else? Or has it been cat time?
0: Oh, well, you know, it was, it was exciting. It was exciting for me to play Overwatch with Alex again. I hope we can do that again. Yes. And uh what else? I played a little bit of Darkest Dungeon. I kept on playing um Spider-Man, but I think going back and restarting Spider-Man was the wrong thing to do, because I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed playing through the opening game again and building up the skills again, and so, even though there's not much to do to platinum it, I'm, I'm kinda at the point where I'm Spider-Maned out and I'm now excited about Overwatch again. Um, which will, you know, I would imagine just last until the 26th. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then it's Red Dead time.
1: Oh, that's it? That's all I far do need to check out Spider-Man.
0: You do. Spider-Man oh, do. is. Really fucking good, but if the question is between Spider Man and Red Dead,
1: yeah, I don't know how you yeah. go Spider Man.
0: And the thing is, I I believe that playing Red Dead will not be as fun as playing Spider Man, but I think it might a be richer,
2: like a richer, lengthier experience. A
0: far richer experience is what I anticipate. And um I'm just I just hope that you guys don't end up souring on it like you did Grand Theft Auto Five.
2: I don't know why I I I really liked Red Dead. Like I like it when they're not trying so hard to be funny. Cause they're not good at it, nowhere near as good as like trying to be not self serious, but like I don't know. I felt like Red Dead had the Red Dead Redemption had the best tone of any Rockstar game, and I want to see what they do with that again. I
1: yeah, I would agree because well, I I didn't put that game down. I, no, I finished fucking it. loved it. Yeah,
0: I, I would I say tied for first place is Red Dead, San Andreas, and Bully.
2: San Andreas had a really good campaign.
0: Yes, and and it had an incredibly well. Uh, well-realized tone. Yeah. It really it really nailed. Like, even the sound of the gunshots in uh, San Andreas, they didn't sound like guns in video games. They sounded like guns in footage from the TV show Cops. Yeah. You
1: know? Ooh, that's disconcerting. Yeah, but that's... Like, they're quiet.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Bow, 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 yeah. Bow. Like, the celebrity voice actors sounded like they were having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like, Sam I, Jackson in that? Sam yes, you... Jackson's S- Tenpenny, and then, um... James Woods is the FBI agent. Yeah, James Woods is really yeah. good. <laughs> He's a monster, but he was really good in that game.
1: Hmm. No, I, 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 I do not think that spending a, a quality time with Red Dead Two will be a problem. I don't think no. it's going to turn me no, off. No, it's going to be. It's so pretty. Five did. It's so good looking. That's it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's uh.
1: So in, in completely non-video game related news, my wife and I went to go see The Wife. The Wife. To... Yeah, it's it's Glenn Close. Oh, I haven't heard, heard of
0: him. this. No yeah, me neither. Yeah, yeah
1: it's it's. If you if you watch a trailer, you've seen the whole movie. No, oh. but not but not really a bad thing. It's because it's it's what's happening is is predictable, but how it gets there okay. is interesting. It's all just like, dialogue. Something can no...
2: stumble across Netflix and be like, hey,
1: that was pretty good. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I mean, once you get past the fact that Glenn Close is really starting to look like Robin Williams in drag, yeah. I mean, oh my God, like she yeah. looks like Mrs. Doubtfire now. She does one hundred percent. No disrespect to Glenn Close, she's a no. fantastic actress, but she's a very Glenn handsome dogs. woman. Yeah, um, who was she? Be, who will she's, not be always, she's
0: always had that amazing jawline, and yes. that was that was always part of her beauty. And but, yeah,
1: but now that she's looking a little older. It's yeah, but anyway, that's that's not that's not fair to her. She, it's like a great she's a statue. Yeah, she's the best part of the movie. Obviously, she's yeah. surrounded by other people, but it, it's it's predictable, but interesting the way the way you get there. You've got. This this writer who's Glenn Close's husband who's up for the Nobel Prize. He gets the Nobel mm. Prize for Literature. And
0: She wrote everything? Yes, she did. That's not the first time that shit's happened. <laughs> no, it has. It isn't. And
1: but but and, and you knew this going in, you know what's happening. Christian Slater's in there as a slime ball uh writer who's trying to like get her to admit to these things and she won't do it. And it, it's interesting explaining why and it it's it's I don't know. It was a good show. It, it, it'd be good Netflix. you got nothing to do when it shows up on Netflix and you're in the mood for something kind of quiet. Because not a whole lot actually happens. Huh. It's not bad. It's a good date movie. How's that sound? You know what
0: Maybe. I want to see? I want to see, see Bad Times at the El Royale.
2: That does look pretty funny. It kind of just does. looks like the Hateful Eight, but 70s.
0: Yeah, it, it looks like all of those movies that tried to riff on the style of Pulp Fiction in the 90s. Yeah. Like, remember how we, there was that one with, uh, with Ryan Phillippe, I forget the name. There was, there was all kinds of them. There was a bunch that really just tried to do rich, zany characters. And that's what this looks like like to me. It looks like kind of one of those exploitation movies. Fucking love those. So yeah, I'll, I'll, was, I'll be happy to check that out. It,
1: I, it does not look like it's going to take itself very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I, fine.
2: I want to see Jeff Bridges
3: and
0: John Hamm on screen. Are they both uh, in that? Oh yeah. Ooh.
1: So is Chris Hemsworth, but just to be shirtless, I think.
0: Yeah, like, like, and and there's this girl in my work that wasn't interested in uh, comic book movies until she saw Thor, <laughs> yeah. and now she is like an encyclopedia of the Marvel universe and has like Thor Ragnarok posters on her walls in her office and shit. And <laughs> that is I, just a... Yeah, like really I need I need to find a still from that where Chris Hemsworth is shirtless in the rain in this El Royale and say yeah, and, just, and say, "Oh Gina, go. I think you might enjoy this because she loves movies. She goes to movies like alone like once a week. She's just a crazy movie head." Wow. So, yeah, she's got to check that out. All
1: right. So, Alex, how many hours did you put into Dragon Quest 11? To Too know? many. Really?
2: Yeah, it it wears out its welcome. It runs out of monsters like halfway through and just starts palette swapping like crazy.
0: So, so it felt this like that time investment was not worth it?
2: No, it, it keeps going. It's got story to tell you, but you've... The last dungeon's just really bland. Aww. Right, Chamberlain?
1: Um, yeah. Just a, it's a purple castle. Just, yeah, it's pretty much just a purple castle that... Yep. There's, there's a safe point in the bottom, so you kind of work your way halfway through. You leave to heal, you know, get your hits points back and go in again. I thought that... Okay, I think I... I think around 65 is where I ended up hours-wise, mm-hmm. and about five of that was post-game. So I gave the post-game a pretty fair shot. They did, and I think normally I really don't like time travel as a, as a mechanic at all. And this still was kind of annoying, but at least it was it, teased. It was not it, like out well, not of only nowhere. that,
2: but like it's a secret new game plus. You technically it's not a new game plus. You went back in time.
1: Yeah. Mm. Although, see, what's nice... Spoilers here, I'm going to talk a little bit about the specifics of this. So you save the world, right? But in the process of saving the world, lots of people died, including the your Red Mage. She died, like, saving everybody else. So they figured out that, hey, if you go back in time and kill the main bad guy early, you can prevent the World Tree from falling, the Red Mage won't die, it'll all be good. And because the protagonist doesn't talk... He just kind of does it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And sure enough, you beat the main bad guy early. The red mage lives. But it turns out that in the process of beating him early, he prevented the real big bad guy from actually showing up.
2: It's really convenient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he is just stupid hard. I didn't even fight him. Did you?
2: Yeah, I did. I was just like, I died in five minutes. I'm like, you know what? You know what? You know what? We're good.
1: So it, it it basically what it did is is most Final Fantasies have post game bosses that are stupid hard the weapons from the you know Final Fantasy VII. Yep This one took one of the weapons but built a story in it to get to it which is a good idea But but the combat's but, but not then good it, enough to It grind.
0: makes it but if it makes it I don't know okay how to put it The true endings I found the true endings of the Persona games incredibly satisfying um, and it's because it, the story kept going. Like, it kept me engaged up to that point. It never really felt like a grind. It felt like, it felt like I was accessing the, the true content. And if, if this feels like one of those bonus things from like a super hard boss from like an old Final Fantasy game, the optional dungeon from fucking Resonance of Fate, oh my god. I can't yeah. imagine what level you'd have to be to, to really start rocking that place. And to put, to put your quote-unquote true ending behind something that that feels like optional content to play Mm -hmm. is yeah that's shitty
2: no it 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 has like three acts of story and one of those acts is after the ending Hmm. i'm I'm glad i didn't really care about the red mage because you don't figure (laughs) out that she died until you've been looking for her for about 20 hours
1: yeah, pretty much. What? <laughs> yeah. She like, dies yeah. off screen?
0: Yeah. Pretty she much, dies. yeah. You,
1: you find out what she did. She saves everybody else. So as, as the world tree is falling, she puts a little magic on everybody and shoots them off in, the opposite, in, in all different directions, and then she dies.
2: Yeah, she's the last so. person you find, and you're like, yep, she's dead. Bye-bye. Yeah.
1: Although I want to know how she was sitting there for a whole month yep. and not yeah. decayed yeah. at all. <laughs> it's not a good story. Then nobody, nobody looked in there for her. and that, I mean, no. what the hell? She was just so, sitting
2: in a tree for a month. Yep.
1: Yeah, but I mean, all in all, i i did enj- I did enjoy the game. I i think I think it could have been truncated. I, I think that uh, the combat's a little slow.
3: Hmm.
1: Actually, the combat's a lot slow, but it was fun. I just I didn't enjoy it as much as some of the more recent Tales games because it was a pretty stock, you know, chosen one saves the world story. Mm-hmm. There's really no twist to the story. You are the chosen one, and you are always the chosen one. Everybody knows you're the chosen one. You fight the big bad guy. Hooray! Everybody wins. That's the story, basically. Yeah. yeah,
0: but okay, but one of the things that endeared me to this game when I played it, and again, not more than four hours, I don't think, was the fact that it it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my God, I have to find out what happens next in Dragon Quest XI. It felt like kind of opening a book. And chilling out in this cool fantasy world for a little bit. And you could close that book and put it away. And I liked how kind of gentle it was about giving me these, um, I don't know, just, just giving me these tropes that I still like. Like the, the hero, the, the, the friend at, at home who promises you'll, you know, makes you promise you'll come back to her safe. <laughs> you know, like all, all these little, um, cliches that, when done well, are nice and enjoyable and pleasant. And, but at the same time, not so compelling that I had to go back to
1: it. Well, I mean, it hits all the right notes, but the problem is it hits all the right notes in the same order you've heard them before. Yeah.
2: Like okay. even the neat stuff it does is just, you know, it does the Final Fantasy 6 thing halfway through instead of near the end.
1: Yeah, the world ends. Yeah. Like literally. And it's it's a great scenario. I mean, the 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 world ending is visually very impressive. Yeah. Um but it's like you've you've seen this before. I mean, to contrast that with um let's see. Tales of Berseria, which I played last year, which had the interesting plot twist of your party you're pretty much the bad guys. I mean, mm. you're working with a demon, you're working against order, trying to figure out what's going on. And yeah, the ending gets a little incestuous and icky, but nah. at least it had kind of a twist to it. Where this one, I mean, even the world ending wasn't a twist. It, it, you knew it was. It was only like twenty hours into the game. You're not actually done. You're not going to beat the main bad guy at this point. So,
2: what everything it's... was so bright and sunny before shit went bad.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad game. I spent sixty five hours on it. I did enjoy it, but I did mm-hmm. not feel compelled to grind what needed to be gro- ground to it, beat the last guy.
2: It could have been twenty hours shorter and a tighter, oh, yeah. better game.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the the fact that the protagonist doesn't speak—I said this last week—it's it's so bad. I don't. Yep. I mean, it works against it. It's like you're missing an entire character,
3: mm-hmm.
2: who
1: could be interesting. He could be interesting, but he's not because he never says anything.
2: And well, I kind of hate his
0: outfit.
1: He's pretty plain looking. Looks yeah, like, it's looks this like a, weird like purple raincoat. And, yeah, with yes. like a pe- with a pouch on the front. Hey. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it kind of bothered me that uh, you will change outfits, and the outfits as it appears on him is completely different from the icon that it shows up as in the Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's classic. That's classic.
1: Kind of, yeah. There are some specific outfits that do change how you look. Hmm. Um But I think it's only for other characters. I didn't find anything for the main character that changed how he looked.
0: Oh, no, the oh. first two outfits I found changed his
2: look.
1: Did he? Oh, Did yeah.
2: yeah, like some of the DLC stuff changed his look. And no, these get were it back. Like, this was like shit
0: from the first two vendors I met.
1: Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, sword and shield. Yeah, was he still, was still—is he still wearing that purple raincoat? Yeah, the clothes. Yeah, I changed the clothes. The clothes.
0: Don't change, yeah, I hmm. did change the clothes. The clothes changed. I changed the clothes. I bought one outfit from this one guy, and that changed how I look. And then I bought a different outfit from a different guy, and that changed how I look. And this was in the first two hours of the game. It changed.
1: Huh. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, but what what frustrated me was the way the outfit looks in the menu, where you select the item, the outfit, and say equip this. Looks oh, nothing, yeah, like, nothing like. Yeah, it yeah looks yeah, looks yeah. nothing like how it looks on the character model. But okay, so mute protagonist here, big problem. Yes. Link still doesn't talk. No one was bitching <laughs> about that.
2: Because well, I feel like people could stand too. I feel like they get a pass a lot of the time on that sort of thing. It was, well, okay. and when was the last time anyone praised the story in a Zelda game?
1: Breath of the Wild is not near as good as anybody thinks it is. No, that's you know, that's what I'm,
2: yeah. And yeah,
1: okay. second of all, the way that one tells its story is it's very, very visual. There is very little talking in a Legend of Zelda game. That's just how it works. I don't Whereas, know. I remember a, a lot a of cel-shaded people
0: putting a lot of shit on Link.
1: Oh, you mean in... in uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the... Yeah. A lot, a lot I of, suppose, A lot yeah. of people,
0: you know, you know, launching into long How diatribe, do you do this? Yeah.
1: That's right. I don't know. I wasn't I did not think that Breath of the Wild was the greatest thing ever either.
0: So. You're carrying that smartphone. You must be the chosen one.
1: <laughs> Just so far ahead of your time. So no one's I mean, seen I... a
0: Samsung in centuries.
1: <laughs> it's a Nokia. No, um I no, I'm I'm glad I played it. It was not a bad time, but it ended or at least my time with it ended. Precisely when it needed to. Ah. To the
0: day. So how's Forza?
1: So Forza Horizon 4 is why the Xbox One X exists for the graphically standpoint, Hmm. because it's got all the bells and whistles.
3: Okay.
1: I am not going to attempt to go over everything. If you want to know, just watch the Digital Foundry thing on it. Yes, Digital Foundry has a hard-on for Microsoft. I, I admit that they're slightly biased, but... I don't think they are. The, this, did, I mean, when they
0: write about Sony stuff, like when they write about like Horizon or God of War, they that's can true. Eat. They
1: go into that too. Yeah, yeah. but the, the, the way they the, the way they go into the this Forza Horizon four, they' it's, it's it's a loving video, which is fine because it it's got all sorts of technical things I don't understand. All I know is that it looks gorgeous. It runs at a rock solid thirty frames per second because I'm running in four K mode. It's got all sorts of You know, nifty stuff that you barely even notice. But you know, you you stop for a second. You're like, "Wow, that's really gorgeous." The switching between seasons is interesting. It doesn't happen in real time, so it's not like you're driving along and it goes from winter to fall or fall to winter. It happens, you know, in a cutscene. So. It really is four different worlds with the way the lighting works and the handling works and everything else. So they've oh. taken one map and they've kind of made four so, maps. So
2: is it. there like a track selection? How does it work? Uh, oh, well, it's open it's, it's
1: open world. Oh, it's hundred percent open world. So this is the I mean, just like the last ones, it's 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 you can drive and do whatever you want. Now, for the first like ten minutes, I had that kind of butterfly feeling in your stomach, like yeah, this is good. I'm really enjoying
3: this. Hmm.
1: You know, I, I've been looking forward to this. I'm really getting into it. But there's a little something missing. Mm. In 2 and 3, there was just this threadbare story to kind of pull you along. Okay. Kind of building up the Horizon Festival of discovering new areas and new places to set tents up and stuff like that. And they're really... Even, even that little threadbare plot is missing from this one. This one's basically, here's the UK, go nuts.
0: Okay. But it, this is also more designed for multiplayer, though, right? I,
1: I believe so. I, I I did not make good on my threat and unplug my network card to play it. Okay, but I have yet to even run into anybody. I may still be too early in the game. I mean, I mean? I did play for a good three three and a half hours yesterday, but I stuck very close to one area and I found one set of quests that I just knocked them all out. Basically, you're, you're working as a stunt driver for a movie director. Oh, cool. And it was cool because you got to drive all sorts of cars that you don't own yet, go to different places, do crazy shit. It was fun, but I never really got out of that one area. So maybe you need to branch a little further out before you start seeing other people. But I don't even know if I ran into anybody. And I know people are playing it. I mean, mm-hmm. half my friends list is playing this. So it's, of course it's good, but I wonder if this is the last time they can get away with this formula without changing something significant and have it be compelling it 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 feels like this is the encore that you knew was coming
0: hmm. but not like the generational leap Yes, so
2: it's kind of like just Cause three. It's fun in its own way, but you miss a single player
1: I I...
0: what would what would a generational leap look like for Forza Horizon?
1: Well the thing, visually between say two and four, this almost is a generational leap.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just you had three in between there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't I don't know if they can. I don't know if I mean this they may have mined this specific formula as far as you can go as far as you can do it. I mean I, without other games have tried it and they've tried being much more heavy handed with the story and the results are never good. The crew two was a crashing bore. Mm-hmm. And even even the crew was really not that great, and they they tried to basically infuse the open world with Need for Speed, basically, not Need for Speed, uh, Fast and the Furious. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so this doesn't do that. It's the, it's avoiding the heavy handed story, but the the only reason to explore now is to just explore or to go find the new map, find the new marker for the next race. So, I don't. I don't want to say I don't find it quite as compelling because I haven't played enough of it yet, but I just I just think this is a little too familiar. It doesn't have that like wonderful like oh this is awesome kind of a thing. This, it's this... like I it's like I've been to Disney World already. Now I'm going back again. It's still Disney World.
0: So so this is kind of the uh the, the ratchet and clank crack in time.
1: Could be. This is yeah. like
0: yeah, this formula's been the same for ten years.
1: I mean, but if, this is if if be the best
0: version of that formula.
1: It is, but if you played all the previous ones, you're like, really? I mean, if someone coming in and who's, you know, young, way younger than we are, or had never played a game like this, and this was your first Forza Horizon, my God, you're going to love every second of it if you like arcade-style racing. hmm Because it does arcade-style racing almost perfectly. But I've played, this is the fourth in the series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what are you going to do now? What How are you going to hook me? What is it, what are you going to do for me that's going to actually get me excited again past the initial butterflies in the stomach of seeing the old girlfriend kind of a thing? So.
0: What they should do is they should try to do, was was it the crew that did the all of North America thing or the entire U.S.?
1: Uh, crew 2 did all of North America, yeah. yeah.
0: Let Forza do that, first of all. hmm Second, um, I would say give players an avatar within the game that they can customize. Let the players create their own character and give it uh, some sort of, um, you know, hire a bunch of writers out of Bethesda and make it an open-world racing narrative. See,
1: that could be absolutely epic. You, You do, you have some control over your avatar. You do pick out of, like, Two dozen guys. Oh. And being generic white guy, I picked generic white guy um, with slightly spiky hair, which doesn't fit me, but I'll take it. And then you've got like. You know, t-shirts and pants and crap like that you can unlock. Oh, that's cool! Um, yeah. I, I immediately put out a Forza Horizon 3 shirt because I unlocked it from playing the last one. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of customization. The problem is I don't know when you actually see these avatars because you're driving all the time. It's not like it's not like you can get out and walk around because you can't.
0: So you can't you can't hit like a, a barrier so hard that your character was flying through the windshield.
1: No, 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 no. Why no. would anyone play this game? Because the... (laughs) Because when that that happened
0: in Grand Theft Auto 4, I was like, game of the year?
1: That didn't even happen in Burnout. Remember the Burnout games? I do. You could never... I mean, I love the Burnout games. Burnout, Burnout, uh, Takedown, I think is my favorite of all those. But those, you weren't even a driver. You were the car. That's right. No,
0: it's like like the Pixar movies. There are no drivers in those cars. The cars are sentient.
1: Exactly. So... I mean, yes, I was looking forward to this to an almost unhealthy degree, Hmm. and and I have it now, and I'm like, this is good, but it's kind of familiar, so... So so it's kind of like going back and
0: watching The Crow again.
1: (laughs) No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Nobody died in the making of Forza Horizon 4. First first
2: of all. Question about the Cars universe. Did the humans in that world have their own Zero Dawn project? I've never seen a Cars movie. (laughs) Because they're they're all gone, much. and the cars are still fueling themselves somehow. Yeah. Like, it's...
1: Hmm. They're nuclear.
0: Or solar-powered. It's weird. Yeah, there's a lot of theories. Like, you know, there are, there are people more obsessed with cars than us who have discussed this to an unhealthy degree.
2: And I just don't care
0: about those movies enough
1: to really even...
0: Yeah. Like, you know, if we're talking Ratatouille, like, yeah, I mean, I want to know theories, but... Not... Cars
1: is what they made to sell re- merchandise, so they can make Ratatouille. But it, yeah. you know, so it, all it these... just
0: did so well,
2: like the merchandise we... outgrosses most of their movies. Yeah, just for cars. It's...
1: Well, look at it; it's designed for seven that. to twelve year old boys. I mean, there it is. It's cars.
0: <laughs> you know, I guess I never went looking for it, but I have never noticed any Zootopia merchandise.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sure. You'd think like a stuffed like uh, Nick Wilde would be, be huge. You'd Hold think, on, he's you'd think. merchandise. Yeah. Utopia How do uh, you? plushie. It's one of the most financially Oh yeah, see there there's a Judy Hopps plushie, there's a Nick Wilde yeah. plushie. Okay. Oh man, there's even an Otterton plushie. Of course. There there's a plushie of the little fennec fox, there's a plushie of the the sloth guy.
1: There's a plushie of the sloth. There's awesome. a there's a plushie see, of the see, fennec see, fox never, wearing
0: like, the elephant outfit. Disney ah. would never leave you wanting for merchandise. Disney Ever. flash plush, zootopium medium fourteen inch.
1: You need to get that sloth and put it on your desk.
0: Look, you can, can even work.
2: get Judy Hopps in her civi- civi- uh civilian clothes. Oh my god, is that available? Yeah. Yeah, with like the little carrot shirt when she's back at the stall.
0: Okay, cutie. Oh,
1: <laughs> Once again, we're shopping during the episode. Uh, Such horrors, the three of us.
0: All of these, oh no, exclusive, whores. oh, I've got a bean blade, plushy. Okay, <laughs> so Topia
1: is,
2: we're discussing
0: a great film, Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And the but second life also- it deserves.
1: Yeah, okay okay but we're also googling plushies <laughs> I, 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 I do want to
0: see a sequel to that yeah i, I can't find a cash. Oh, it's, it's already it's already in the can what does uh, it honestly two?
2: i'm i'm surprised we got record ralph too they they sat on that for seven years
1: yeah well okay but,
0: but man i wonder how long it, they've but, had that ralph breaks the internet title for
1: too long yeah Long enough that it doesn't make sense anymore. No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, in non-Disney, we're actually finally getting How to Train Your Dragon 3 next year. Are we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, there was a movie? What the fuck was it they were talking about
1: rebooting the other day? For the record, How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2 are fabulous movies. They
2: are. And also, the Kung past. Fu Pandas are better than you remember. Uh, uh, I Kung...
1: hate Jack Black so no, much. Kung... That's Fu... a shame.
0: Kung Fu Panda 1, at the very least is one of the best animated movies the last 20 years. Yeah. Are you serious? They all have fantastic villains. Yes, yes. And the the worst thing I'll say about... No, you really need to give him a shot. Seriously, dude. Well, here's the thing, though. As someone who has consumed an unhealthy amount of Kung Fu movies and loves Kung Fu movies, Kung Fu Panda is a fucking incredible Kung Fu movie. As someone who loves Kung Fu movies, two and three are not nearly as good. The fight choreography in the in the the two sequels doesn't even begin to live up to what they had in the first one, but the characters are still great, and I still found it quite moving at the end of the third one. The story uh, the third was third one's freaking great. The story is great. Yeah, yeah. The story is great, and you know where it's going, and you're really happy when it gets there, and it doesn't shock you or anything. It's genuinely moving. But again, um, one of the th- what, what I loved about Kung Fu Panda was that it was a great animated film. And a really solid, like, seriously good kung fu movie. Yeah. The other two are not good kung fu movies.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay, so, like, nothing, nothing stood out for you with, um, Peacock Fighting?
0: Um, no, it had moments. It definitely had moments. Uh, the one, uh, the. The part where they're uh, the, the fight in the jail with the door is the problem. Yeah, you fucking that was classic Jackie Chan. Absolutely, exactly, yes. So it, it had moments, but it didn't have like it wasn't like every single fight and sequence that happens. Like the Poe training sequence in the first one, yeah. fucking incredible. The fight of the of the the ferocious five or whatever it was fighting. um uh, yeah. Tai Lung on the bridge. Fucking incredible. The, the final, dumpling fight. The dumpling fight. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, the, the final confrontation between Poe and Tai Long, Fucking yeah. incredible. The duel between uh, Dustin Hoffman and Tai Long, Fucking incredible. Uh, the, the Tai Long escape from the prison. Fucking incredible. Um, Jack Black just having his fantasy at the very beginning of the movie. Enough talk. Let's fight. Baba booey. That was amazing. Every single action sequence in the first one is a fucking exclamation point. And the second and third one yeah, have you At least need to give the first one a shot. No, the first one is incredible. I hate Jack
1: Black so much. Though. I don't know. You should. I don't. I don't have a good reason for it. It's just one of those actors He's that I such see him. like, ugh. He's such a good him, actor, like,
3: if, if nice a good actor
1: really. No, Jack definitely Jack Black.
0: Watch Bernie. Jack, yeah, Jack Black has had like. You no, know, you ever see Will? Remember Will Ferrell in *Stranger Than Fiction*? Yeah. Or um, what's his name? The um, Adam Sandler in *Punch Drunk Love*. Like, you give, you give the right actor the right role, and magic can happen. I'm not saying that Jack Black does this in Kung Fu Panda. Um, <laughs> no, he's Jack Black. Yeah, but, uh, but, but Kung Fu Panda is a wonderful movie with a wonderful cast, fantastic uh, presentation, art direction, and incredible fight choreography.
2: Absolutely and one of my incredible. favorite
0: soundtracks across any film series. It's really good. The
1: original right, is amazing. All right, I'll, I'll believe you. Because I believe you about The Messenger... This oh. is messenger's pretty good. Yeah, sorry to say that it's pretty fucking good, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is. So, yeah, I mean, I, I picked it up, and I, I have yet to put more than maybe four hours into it just because I'm, I'm literally playing, like, a level over lunch every couple of days. Okay. Um, it is... <clears throat> it feels like Ninja Gaiden and NES, but a little easier, mm-hmm. which is fine because Ninja Gaiden, in the NES was NES was too hard. Um, although it did reach... Uh, the messenger did reach a little bit of fuck you difficulty... Really? Like, uh, I was having a hard time at the top of the Tower of Time, um, with like the lasers moving back and forth, trying to get past things. Okay. Um, but I-, I did get to the hook mm-hmm. where it switches to sixteen bit. Mm-hmm. I love how the animation, of the character gets a little bit better, and the color depth is better, and the sound changes. And, but every enemy, but, is but still it controls recognized. the same way. Yes. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good the the interactions between the merchant and the messenger are Fantastic. funny. His stories are always hilarious. So it's it, it's an absolute it's a gem. It really is a gem, and I, I will finish it eventually. It's it's what I'm playing now during the day when I when I have nothing else to do. Have, much, much less often than it used to be.
0: Have you gotten to the point where he hands off the scroll yet?
1: Yes. Yeah. There. We. No. No. I haven't. Yeah. Okay. I, There's... There's the last a- boss I fight was the the big guy on the top of the tower. Yeah, no. With no, like no. the lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're
0: you're you're you are you you are you you are basically at the cusp between the, the the first part of the game and the second part of the game, and where the story goes between the first and the second part of the game is fucking awesome. Okay. It's okay. really good. And, the, and but so the way it, it feels to play is just so comfy, right?
1: It, it, it does. And I, I, I need to keep reminding myself that I've got that little grappling hook now. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, this jump is stupid. Oh, wait, they have a grappling hook. I can just kind of hook over to the wall and it just it kind of works. So the, the player's momentum feels very good. So when you like, you hook one of the things that, let's say you hook a, uh, enemy mm-hmm. and you kind of bounce over him mm-hmm. and then attack from behind.
0: And through the, him. The,
1: yeah, so it, it it just kind of feels right. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's it's good. And keep it's in mind, you can do that hook good. grab
0: on bosses, and it'll allow you to invincibly go through their moves. Yeah, yeah.
1: So huge. the 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 ogre hitting me with his loincloth made me laugh out loud.
0: Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a fun <laughs> one. Eh? The boss fights just feel so good, and they are mechanically a little interesting. But once you figure it out, it's just super satisfying to execute.
1: Yeah yeah i also think it's funny that the bosses so far have all been like misunderstandings or like you don't actually kill anybody yeah like you don't kill the ogres they're like oh you're strong and they get you the thing you don't kill the golem was <coughs> kind of a misunderstanding and he's you feel kind of bad about it so it's it, story-wise it's got a nice twist on things yeah
0: it's it's um it's very how to put it what's the word for it it's like it, it, it's, it's really really clever but it's not so clever that it's annoying about it it's clever yeah. it feels like we're in on the same joke together you know
1: I keep trying to open the cabinet in the store and he keeps oh, yelling yeah. at me yeah. don't touch the cabinet but I want don't touch the cabinet what's in it don't worry about it
0: but so. le, let me tell you now Chamberlain you get into that cabinet Ooh. and what's in there is pretty funny
1: alright
0: is it a fun? no okay <laughs>
2: So, Alex, what what have you been playing this week? Well, I thought... I'm kind of done with Destiny 2 for a minute.
3: Okay.
2: I've reached the point where it's asking you to do... Jump through hoops to get more powerful stuff, and hey, maybe that stuff's like right at your light level, and it's a repeat, and you wasted 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's not fun. So I'm kind of putting that down for a bit. Okay. And I thought, I kind of want to get odyssey but I couldn't justify it because I just I never finished uh, mm. uh origin so he's been getting past. really
0: solid reviews though hasn't it
2: yeah it has that has been a critic though but i I can't I gotta finish uh, origins first so origins was uh, a
1: solid 40 hours. origins was really long. oh yeah because I'm all like... This okay, is apparently sorry, I've killed
2: all the targets
1: okay maybe I maybe I did a little well I play Assassin's Creed games in in, an almost obsessive manner. Okay. So it probably doesn't need to take as long as I take. But,
2: like, once you kill all the targets and go back to Cleopatra, how much longer you got?
1: Um, maybe a third. Oh, shit! There's a a decent chunk left, because she hasn't, you know, turned on you yet. Okay, (laughs) neat.
2: Okay, cool, yeah. There's more more to do. The game ends around level 40?
1: Something like that, yeah.
2: Okay, that's a solid... That's
1: a solid eight so, hours left. Yeah, yeah. Bayak is so cool. I forgot he how cool is. he is. He's, uh, after um, What's-His-Face from 2, he's easily the best protagonist, I think.
0: Uh, he's, he's great. Yeah. There's um, there's an article on Polygon about Odyssey, and the headline really is, Assassin's Creed Odyssey really picks up after the first 15 hours.
1: Mm. <laughs> So it's like Final Fantasy 13. Oh, uh, right.
0: Yeah. But but you know I'm looking at okay, first of all, 85 on Metacritic for PlayStation 4. And yeah, a lot of these are, you know, very very a lot of people seem to have very positive things to say about it. They, they say that the
2: very very end game content's the best part. Hmm. Where you start like opening up like first civilization vaults and fighting gods.
1: Cool. Yeah.
2: Like I'll I'll get it eventually. I might wait for a discount.
1: Like, I'll play it eventually, I, too. It may not be till next year, but I'll play it.
2: Because we'll see how much I like Origins, but it's already got a new game plus, and I might get the DLC for that instead.
1: Hmm.
0: If I want any more new Assassin's Creed, which, probably not. Yeah, you might be a little full. It might be like, hmm. you know what, it is time for a western.
1: Yep. <laughs> it's always time for a western.
2: I love westerns. There aren't enough. I'm going to watch Tombstone this new Vegas, the day before. Between New Vegas and Red Dead, how many more decent westerns are there? Gun. Yeah,
1: yeah it was I actually, I, I'll get behind you on that. Gun was pretty good.
0: Yeah, Gun was, but it, like, the Gun had the good fortune to come up before Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> yeah,
1: true. Gun also straddled generations, so it was kind of like an ugly duckling a little bit on the. Uh, That's
0: always sad. Well, I, I played it on the PS2. I loved it.
1: Okay, I, yeah, I played it. it on the 360, and it was like, oh, this, eh. but it's still good. Yeah, it was good. But I can't imagine playing that after playing Red Dead Redemption.
0: (laughs) No, no, not even, you can't fucking compare the two. No.
1: One
0: one is, it was like, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Way of the Samurai, if you ever played those. Remember Way of the Samurai on the PS2? I never played those,
1: I never played those.
0: Way of the Samurai was actually a tiny open world. And it was maybe 15 locations that you went through. Kind of similar to Gun, except Gun had much larger locations. Um, and the the hook about Way of the Samurai is as soon as the game starts, events are occurring in every single one of those locations. Mm. And you can impact them and change them and dictate... Other events occurring in other areas at certain points in the game, like you basically can't win this game without a walkthrough. Um, but the plot was so intricate and so detailed, and there were so many characters and so many factions that you could play against each other. The way the the first way, the first two way of the samurai games were fucking incredible in terms of narrative, and just a very compact, uh, very concise open world.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, very interesting games. So, if not Destiny, then what?
0: Well, Assassin's Creed.
1: Oh, you were playing Origins again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm,
2: in, I'm okay. back in there, and I okay, okay. So basically, playing my PS3, PS4 for like the last three weeks straight. I've gotten used to 30 frames per second, and it's yeah. it didn't <laughs> bother me. I was like, why can I play obviously inferior hardware and like not care? And I realized it's got to be frame rate consistency. Mm-hmm. Like a, it's... like a lot of the times, I like I jack the graphics too far, and I ended up playing with like 45 frames per second, like up and down and it reaches a point where you start to resent the more technically demanding parts of the game like every time you peek around a corner and there's a crowd scene you're like ah I'm going to hit a frame rate drop and it and it's not a fun way to play a game mm-hmm. so i've decided just like to drop everything down like just a little bit to where I can get like 60 frames per second and damn origins and 60 frames is glorious mm-hmm. like it's it's such a like the loading screens are fast it's just you it's a gorgeous game a year out I, I kind of like this plateau we are at, technically, for games. Like, everything just looks pretty good.
0: Well, I, I felt that way about um the games at the tail end of the PS3 era, and I still feel that now about a lot of games. In fact, there's a lot of games this gen that I often feel like this looks like it could have been a launch game this gen. Like, I don't feel graphics, unless we're talking about a, like a, a Forza, like a flagship game, like a Forza, a, a, a Rockstar game, um, one of Sony's first-party games, Unless we're talking about one of those... Graphics aren't going forward very much. They're too fucking expensive to do that.
1: Yeah, the generational leaps are getting smaller and smaller.
0: And I'm okay with that. And becoming
1: prohibitively expensive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, and having hit this plateau, what we now hopefully will get is uh people more interested in what they can do within these confines than just, you know, like, hear more shaders or something. Like- yeah,
2: no, like, and what we're getting is stuff like Origin, where I can, like, close my eyes, fast travel to some random spot in the map, wander out and say, hey, look, there's a salt mine. I haven't seen one of those before. I'm going to watch these guys mine salt for five minutes. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> they, they're mining salt. Hmm. Like, there's so much crazy detail in here. Hmm. was good it's a good Good. game i'm gonna finish it It this took me took me a year to get there (laughs)
1: that's all right assassin's creed games can be a little i haven't finished an assassin's
2: creed game since black flag
0: well black flag was the last good one
1: uh Uh, syndicate was not terrible
2: yeah but i dropped it like a rock Mm.
1: having finished all of them like all of them even unity I'm sorry. Syndicate was, Syndicate was like a breath of fresh air after Unity. Is <laughs> Unity really it... that boring? Um, well, see, I played Unity six months after release, so it had been patched, so I didn't have to fight the mm. bugs. Mm. But, yeah, it felt like an Assassin's Creed tech demo. What?
0: Uh, yeah, no. Like, no this is know, what we can do. It was really but... good looking. It did not play well. It was uh, not designed well. No one no, no, no. one of the things I do find quite appealing about Odyssey at least is this is the first Assassin's Creed game where you can pick if you want to play as a guy or a girl well, technically syndicate mm. no, you don't pick you uh you it goes, as each. yeah yeah, it, it goes back and forth, you don't pick this is one where you can choose mm.
1: you just want to pick a a woman and do the three hundred kick and just kick people off cliffs. No, it's just, I, I,
0: <laughs> if I have the choice, I'll always play as a woman.
2: I say they're going to do Maya or Aztec next.
0: I kind of hope they don't. I hope they do something, because that's, honestly, the setting is one of the things that turns me off this current series. Is I'm what? not particularly interested in ancient Egypt, ancient Rome, all that what? shit.
1: No, I Egypt's don't. Egypt's awesome. I, oh, uh,
0: Egypt's so cool. I don't find it particularly interesting. Crocodile,
2: was it cro- Crocodileopolis? yeah there's cro- a crocodile city and there's like there's this there's this giant albino crocodile god they worship that's bleeding from its eyes oh dude okay well, that mm-hmm.
0: does sound kind of cool yes <laughs> but i i i don't have this this deep romance in me for for like fucking ancient greece or that's or, a shame yeah the, the same way i would for um you know the the american frontier i found very interesting at least in I, in three even though the game itself sucked i, I that kills me because that's such a great premise for a character um, the, uh, no, no, I agree with that. The, um, uh, the Renaissance with Ezio was an amazing period. That I was, was so glad they finally got around to, like, the bonfire of the vanities. Yeah. No one fucking talks about it. It's such a cool part of history. Yeah, and, 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 but I, like, you know, there's this part of me that loves the Old West and is super, super hyped for Red Dead. There's, there's no part of me. The only part of me that's kind of hyped for anything Grecian is the part that really liked 300. And if you go back and watch 300 <laughs> again, it's really not that good.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, come on. It's not. It's
2: more than a little racist. <sighs> yeah, in a lot of ways. And, <sighs> and, like, apparently the opening of this, like, throws that in its head. Oh, really? <sighs> yeah, it opens at Thermopylae.
1: Hmm. Really? Yeah.
2: That's what the Polygon uh. review said, or was it the Kataka review? One of them.
1: Huh? See, I watch 300, like, once every couple of years, and I always enjoy it. It it, must, it also always makes me question: Do I not like dudes? Maybe I like dudes. <laughs> Maybe well, they I were all
0: so good looking. And who, I know. Was, yeah, and Michael Fassbender was one of the guys in that. He was Stelios, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. The yeah. guy went in with one eye. Yep. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah. No. Like, and there's a bunch of actors who we know like are just normal guys, but in 300, they oh, were have yeah. 16 packs. Yes, they were all gods. They <laughs> all, all just looked all like gods.
1: CG. Yeah. Um, I don't care. It was.
0: Yeah, sweaty, beautiful guy. And the
1: second one was so. We never bad. run out of bronzer.
0: I never watched the second
2: one.
1: Oh my god, it's not. Oh,
2: like even Eva Green can't save it.
1: Uh, nope, she could not.
0: Mm, that's true. It
1: was bad. It oh. was bad.
0: I watched the first two episodes of Maniac on Netflix. I um, don't oh, know about it. A- Emma Stone and uh, what's the guy's name? Jonah Hill. Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. The whole cast is really cool. Like it, it I'm really quite curious where it, where it's gonna go. I'm down like d- it so far. I do. Oh. I do. And it might just be like you kind of dislike Jonah Hill's character, but I feel that he's going to be important. Like I feel that like he's going to be like actually sent he's going to I don't know, I feel like he's going to wake up and be cool because Emma Stone's character is instantly cool. Hmm. You're not liking it? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay.
2: No, I mean I'm just looking at reviews, and it looks like it looks like visually too much. Mm, it wasn't so far at all. But that it, 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 you'd say that it works? Oh, Absolutely. No, I was, okay. I was digging it. I was digging it so far. It, uh, I do like Kerry Fukunaga. Who's that? Uh, the guy who I think's directing it. Oh, he did okay. *Beast of Donation* and then oh, this, yeah. I think. No,
0: it's 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 very interesting so far. Now, he,
2: he was the reason the first season of *True Detective* was anything, and then he oh. quit because he was sick of whoever's running *True Detective*, and well.
0: It took three years to make another season of that. I did finish uh, the final seasons of Adventure Time last night. What did you think? I love it, and I just want It makes me want to go back and start watching the first season again, just to, like to see the whole thing as one complete thing. Any deaths? Um. Well, it's it, I. I can't really explain it without spoiling it, but the final three seasons, um, two of them, are like um, how to put it. It starts off with these two movie-length stories that are split among a series of 10-minute episodes. An Adventure Time episode has always been like 12 minutes. Um, And each episode is just a little chapter in this huge thing where... Uh, where Finn and, Finn and Jake and two other characters go off and do this huge epic quest. And then it, and then they come back and something else has gone on and they go on this huge epic quest that like changes, that like has, has fundamental implications for the world that this, that this like, show has been building for the past, you know, 10 fucking seasons. And, um, and what it finally does is it, It gives everyone a happy ending, but it doesn't tell you what that ending is. It just kind of says, and, you know, they just lived their lives. Everything was good. Everything was good. But it, it really ends on a firm, kind of, really uplifting idea that, uh, this magical land will never end. The, the, some of the characters we love will come and leave it. Um, but, but adventure will always be here. And here's two people you've never met before, um, being regaled with the story of how the land of Oo ended. Um, it's, it was, it was wonderful. It, it really was wonderful. And now this frees me up to finally watch Hilda.
1: So yeah, speaking of that. I went upstairs last week, after recording, Okay. and I look at the TV, and my son's on Netflix, and he's watching Tilda. Yeah,
2: it's it's popular on Netflix now. Okay,
1: yeah, and and it was I think it was the opening of the first episode because I, I saw I was like in and out because I had to edit. Um, they they she and whatever her little pet thing is, mm-hmm. um, find a. A troll or an ogre.
0: Yeah, a troll, and she ties the bell around his nose. Ties the
1: bell around it, yeah, and yeah. then he the, he shows up to get the bell to come off and picks her up, and she th- he thinks she thinks he's going to eat her, and then he spits out the diary and walks away.
0: Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> like, that's that's quite charming. It is. So. It had a real, it has a real Ghibli vibe to it somehow, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, I, yeah.
0: There's something really imaginative, but at the same time, completely wholesome about it. Um, people are calling it the British uh, Gravity Falls. I've never seen an episode Ooh. of Gravity Falls. I don't know what Not that really means. Like. Um, but yeah, I thought it was like... I oh, you should
2: check it out. It's People keep ta- using it in the same breath as Adventure Time. And some people, a lot of people prefer it. Hmm. Uh, what, from what I've seen, is pretty damn funny.
0: Damn it.
2: Like, there's some good... Like, okay. W- there's this one character who's like the, the kid's uncle. And there's like one episode that opens, from what I've seen, of a, a couple in a canoe in the middle of a lake. And guy's on one knee proposing... And then this, the, the older dude just like, sort of like, boats in a frame. He's like, Hey, hey, you guys on here, hear a joke? My ex-wife still misses me, but her aim is getting better. Uh. <laughs> I said her aim is getting better. You get it? Cause marriage is terrible. <laughs> and then it just cuts the opening credits. It's, it's good. It's okay. good. From what I've seen in Gravity Falls, it's pretty funny.
0: Okay, if if, it, if it's on yeah. Netflix or Amazon Prime, I'll give it
2: a I don't it know, up it's up. Disney, so I don't know. Oh, well, Disney uh, does have
0: a lot of shit on Netflix. Oh, right uh, the
2: the female lead is uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen, Str- no. Kristen Schall. Shit
0: Schall, thank you. Yeah, the um, the one from uh, Last Man on Earth, right? Yeah, and Louise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I love it when she does voice work. For yeah. some reason, yeah. Uh, Bob's Burgers came back, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, does that mean it's time for our relatively brief headlines?
1: Yeah, I noticed it's... We a- talk about the
2: one over- Halloween skin
0: we know about. Oh, wait, I opened the wrong thing, editor. <clears throat> and I didn't do my headline song. It's not really a song, it's just a note. Headline! It's, a, it's an
2: announcement. <laughs> yeah.
0: In Overwatch news... Uh, the Halloween Terror event is returning October 9th and will run to the 31st. You have less than a week to wait for your cultist Zenyatta skin, Alex.
2: I was kind of pissed it wasn't here today. I'm like, it's October. What Sorry, the hell,
0: guys? No, yeah, no, I really wouldn't mind if they were a full month long. Um, the only skin revealed so far is Swamp Monster Doomfist, who looks a heck of a lot like the fish dude from The Shape of Water. I'm sure they don't know their audience that well. Ooh. Um. No, they do. They do. It's... No, I,
2: this is very intentional. Yeah. No,
0: it's just like if the fish guy from Shape of Water was more into fisting. Uh, yay! Uh, I mean, you. whatever keeps thank the lights you. on, guys. Because okay. he's got a giant metal fist. He's uh-huh. Yeah, implying that like the person that would is... die. Yeah. yeah. But would they die happy? No. No. They just <laughs> no, die. No. No. It, no. It'd, it'd be it'd be like that uh, the, that water slide event on uh, Family Guy. Uh oh, I came in too hot. I'm coming in too hot! And there's just, like, a red splash. Fuck, God, disgusting. I love how that episode ends. Um, they have shown off a single minifigure from the upcoming Lego Overwatch line, a tracer, and it looks uh, like a, just a tiny little Lego tracer. I
2: don't know how you get Lego Overwatch.
0: You just make a minifig that reflects the Overwatch characters, just like you make Lego Star Wars.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: like, you it know, you ha- totally work have, a, have, a, have a little tracer and a little King's Row set. People will, some people will dig it. I won't get it, but some people will dig it. Um, Oh, and there's a a line of hoodies. There's a a hoodie or a a clothing maker called Jinx. That's J-I-N-X that specializes in kind of gaming gear. And they've made a series of what are called Ultimate Hoodies. And the Tracer Jinx Ultimate Hoodie is now available for purchase. So I actually just pre-ordered one today. So we'll see how that goes. Does it come with a paint mask? No, it does not. In fact, the, the, the hoodie is like... Um it's like brown and orange to reflect tracer's colors.
3: No, oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um <clears throat> and that's kind of it for Overwatch News. Uh Darkest Dungeons, the color of Madness D L C will launch on Switch, Xbox One, and iPad on October eleventh for five bucks. The PS4 it's also and Vita half versions... off
2: on Steam.
0: Yes, and there's going to be a sale on pretty much all platforms for Darkest Dungeon. So if you just want to wait, get it. Oh, and if you bought the physical version of Darkest Dungeon, um, I think it might have just been the physical version from a certain publisher. But apparently, if you have the physical version for Switch, the DLC becomes free.
1: Wow. I know.
2: Weird. I'm sorry, Crimson Court's half off. It's 70% off on Steam.
0: Oh, yeah. Buy it. If you don't have it, listener, buy Darkest Dungeon. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3's opening theme song is by Skrillex.
2: Okay. <laughs> they, yeah. they 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 were relevant around the time we should have seen this game.
1: <laughs> oh! Is, is, yeah. is Skrillex
0: a they? I thought Skrillex
1: was a DJ. No, dude. Skrillex is a he.
0: Yeah, Skrillex is a he, and he was dating. Um... Oh, is it a DJ? It's just a dude. Yeah. He's yeah, oh, okay. just a dude, but he was oh, Like a dead s- mouth. Thing. He was dating yeah. that singer. That singer. Uh, L something. That's going to drive me crazy now. Uh, Sony's Sean Layden has confirmed that there will be no PSX 2018. The first time the event will be skipped since it began a few years ago. Maybe they don't have enough games to show. My solution: take the budget that they would have put into the next shitty Quantic Dream game, give it to 50 indie developers, and show all those on stage. But
2: no, we need to see uh, motion. Yes, yes, I am.
0: I am very deep, and you do not understand my vision because you are stupid and don't oh, understand shit. I do. You know
2: what? <sighs> he doesn't deserve. To have his accent accurately portrayal. He's not worth Agreed. that much thought.
0: Agreed. <clears throat> okay, this was an interesting one that Eurogamer put up today. The Red Dead series was inspired by a spaghetti western starring Ringo Starr of the Beatles. Okay. So... <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a game studio in Carlsbad, California, called Angel Studios. They were making a SWAT game, like you know, like a, a police tactical game. Yeah. And it was going to be published by Capcom, and it was being produced by a guy in Japan named Yoshiniki Okamoto. So Yoshiniki watches this 1971 movie called Blind Man, starring Ringo Starr. Calls up the studio, says, "Stop working on that SWAT game. I want a spaghetti western." And that is why the original Red Dead is so zany and has all these characters and kind of visuals that were really reflected the Sergio Leone Western kind of pastiche. Now, the the studio at that point started doing third-party work for Rockstar. They made the first Midnight Club game. Huh. So they're doing third-party work for Rockstar. Eventually, Rockstar buys the studio Calls it uh, uh, Rockstar San Diego, despite being in a place called Carlsbad. And uh, and then they make Red Dead, a Red Dead Revolver for the PS2. The entire series is inspired by a Western starring a Beatle.
1: 6.4 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Really? Yeah. So not bad, actually. There's a lot worse. I can't. Tony Anthony, Ringo Starr, Lloyd Batista. I don't know who these people are except for Ringo. Yeah. Okay.
0: I I had no idea that the Beatles did more acting than just those weird movies they were in. Like the, you know, the those Beatles are movies. weird movies. They are, but but <laughs> They but sleep in a pit. Hard Day's Night wasn't bad. The the no. one the one after that, the one after that is about like Ringo gets a magic ring on his finger that can't be removed and signifies him as the sacrifice to an ancient god. What? That is actually the plot of The Second Beatles movie. Excellent. It sounds yeah.
1: like a monkey's movie. <laughs> yeah. I
0: couldn't even tell you what the plot of Hard Day's Night is. It's just they all just fuck around for two hours. That's really what Hard Day's Night is about.
1: People saw it in droves. Oh, yeah.
0: I've, got, I've still got a Blu-ray in my PS4 downstairs with Hard Day's Night on it. My mom fucking <laughs> loves it. Anyway. Uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2 are both coming west for PS4 in early 2019. They will both have an audio localization. Now, hmm. if this is just an upport of the Vita games, I don't know that I can recommend that. Because mm. graphically, that would just be painful. Mm-hmm. But if this is uh, a remaster using the engine, the P- they are using a PS4 engine. For Trails of Cold Steel 3. Or, uh, yeah, Trails of Cold Steel 3. If they're using that engine, which actually doesn't look that bad, um, that might be okay, but if this is just an upport, I would maybe almost suggest you skip it. But the story was wonderful. I really enjoyed what I played of that game. If
1: it's just an upport, it's gotta be cheap. I mean, really gotta be talking about like 20, 30 bucks American. One would
0: hope. One would hope. And finally, this is. <laughs> so, this is so like a writer, and as an ex-writer, I can assure you that we make mistakes like this. <clears throat> I'm going to mispronounce this guy's name, but here I go. Andrzej Sapkowski, the writer of the Witcher series of novels, is suing CD Projekt Red to get more money. So basically, when CD Projekt approached him a decade ago and said, we'd like to make video games based off the Witcher, he said, cool, give me money. And they're like, uh, no, we'll give you a percentage of your profits. He goes, no. You guys won't make a successful game, there won't be any profit. I'm super smart, you just give me a paycheck now. And they go, are you sure? He goes, yes, I'm sure, I'm smart and you're dumb. So they write him a check and he signs on the dotted line, now CD Projekt has the rights to make video games <laughs> with the Witcher <laughs> license, and I don't know when that deal ends, or if it even has an end. And apparently uh he kind of got a bug up his bonnet after Gwent started. Because yeah. he was like, they just keep on making fucking Witcher games, I need to get more money off this. And um, so the direct quote from the guy is They offered me a percentage of their profits I said, no, there will be no profit at all Give me all the money right now, the whole amount It was stupid I was stupid enough to leave everything in their hands Because I didn't believe in their success But who could foresee their success? I couldn't
1: Okay Is that a direct
0: quote? That's a direct quote from the guy
1: Okay, ready? ready? Official reaction, official reaction Yeah, fuck that guy yeah, kind of. Fuck, I'm sorry.
0: Kind of fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I appreciate that you do feel burnt by this, and you should feel burnt by this. Your stupidity resulted in this. That was your call. They offered they, they, they you cared, a better deal, and you took the worst one. Yeah. They cared more about your creation than you did. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. And you couldn't. You 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 saw the worst in them. Yeah. So this is kind of what you know. You you yeah. rea-
0: you're reaping the evil that you sowed, sir. And guess
2: what? They were better at writing it than you were.
0: Yeah, well, I don't yeah. know about that. Like, I didn't. Have
2: you read the Last
0: Wish? Have you read the books?
2: I've read enough of the Last Wish. I was bored as hell. Oh, yeah.
0: I haven't read any of them because they're, don't really they're care just about the
2: they're boilerplate fantasy. Like a lot of what I like about Geralt is from Witcher Three. Oh wow! Like just like the individual stories of the DLC from Witcher Three just blows that book out of the water.
0: Hmm.
1: I think he was probably feeling pretty good after the first game. Yeah. Yeah, the first. But then they made the second one. Oh, no, so the first game the got a really one. good review. Well, okay, the first game was actually it solid. It was, it, but it, did it, sell.
0: it it stood out for its quote maturity compared to most of the yeah, RPGs at the time. Even funny. as it, it had like those skeezy fucking collectible cards. <laughs> yeah, those were really skeezy.
2: But it like yeah, it worked. told a story, and it had like ups and downs, and like it had endings. Like it felt like two seasons of a show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll never play it again, but I didn't regret. I never finished
1: it. it. it was, I played it too late. I mean, I played it too far after it came out. It was too, just too janky. I oh, yeah, no, it, it looks like shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, but again, like, this is just fucking he's, funny.
1: He's, yeah. He signed on the dotted line. He yeah. had a chance. They offered him a good deal. He said, no, so take the money you got. Like, there when you go. your
2: opening statement involves you calling yourself an idiot for not seeing the potential in the thing you didn't invest in. Yeah. But there you fucking go, dude. And this
0: isn't, this isn't a situation like the woman who made the Nike swoosh. Yeah. Like, the woman who made the Nike swoosh got paid, like, $15 for it or something in the 50s. Oh,
2: yeah, same deal with the smiley face. Really?
0: Yeah. Does someone actually copyright the smiley face?
2: Yeah, they sold it for $100. Never
0: won a lawsuit. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing is, y- you made the deal. And yep. and there's a lot of... I mean, that's... How to put it? That is a reality of being an artist, kind of. in any In any... In any fucking art form, in any industry, is when you're starting out, you might create something um, incredible that just to pay the bills, you will sell for enough to pay your rent this month, and then someone else may make a million dollars off it. That's the nature of the beast. It's fucking exploitive, I agree, but this guy wasn't exploited. This guy thought he he was signed a contract. Yeah, this this guy thought he was smarter than these people. (laughs)
1: Yeah. oops. Oh well. 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 <laughs> Maybe they'll send him a free copy of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 when it comes out. Here you go.
0: This is what Enjoy. dialogue is like.
1: <laughs>
0: That's all I got. I am I'm all I am right now is hyped for uh Mar- Red Dead. Mark of the Ninja next week, next Tuesday. Fucking dying for Mark of the Ninja on Switch, and then Red Dead, like I'm I I don't think I'm surprised by how hyped I am for Red Dead, but I am really hyped for Red Dead. And I don't even expect to enjoy it as much as I enjoyed playing Spider-Man, but I'm so fucking hyped just to see it, just to ride around that world. There's
2: just, there's, there's things that Rockstar Games can afford to do that no one else tries.
1: So you, do you have 200 gig free on your <laughs> drive? Actually, yeah, yeah, because
0: after, after that, like I did a clip show that was just a bunch of shitty plays of the game, and then I deleted like 300 gigs of Overwatch. Yeah, French. I'm gonna have to delete Bloodborne, Horizon, probably God of War. Okay, well, Her- Horizon and God of War, sure, but do you really want to delete Bloodborne?
2: I have it on a disc. No,
0: I have it on disc too. But the install I mean, I is fifty I gigs. haven't played it in about a year and a half. No, I know, but it's it's one of those. Like I, I think I felt really bad about it when I deleted Dying Light off the hard drive, and it's not like my save <laughs> it's not like my save file is gone, but it's like it's yeah. still getting updated for free.
1: Uh, yeah, it's
0: still That's my amazing.
2: old friend. You know,
0: I I love those guys. Yeah.
1: It's time to get an external hard drive. PS4 can do that now, right? Yes, yeah. it can.
0: But it's weird. It's like USB, but it's USB only. And here's the thing: I have a cord plugged into the, to my Pro for charging my controller. I have another plug, a USB, in the Pro for my uh, uh, my headset. Those are the two USB slots. Yeah, no, and I'm too? using I'm using my yeah. solid
2: state drive for like playing Assassin's Creed at sixty fps and nothing else.
0: Uh, okay, how many USBs? Because the Xbox Pro.
1: One has, I think, three or four. I, One in the front I and a bunch in the four. back. And because oh. I don't have my Kinect hooked up anymore, I don't need it.
0: Apparently, the PS4 Pro has two has two USB ports in the back.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah. there's a spot back there. Yeah,
0: there's two. Totally, really, go. yeah. Sure. Well, according
1: I to can this charge stuff. That see that external hard drive has saved me on multiple occasions because like it allowed me to to move from from Xbox to Xbox One S to X seamlessly. Yeah, but you just unplug the hard drive, you plug it back in it finds it all, you're done.
0: Yeah, but the Microsoft experience for that is vastly different compared to the Sony experience for well,
1: that. Well, yeah, for the PS4 to PS4 Pro that took hours Yeah. because I I did the backup and restore feature. Yeah. And it took four Ever.
0: Yeah, it's like start it in the morning, walk away, get there at night. It's still not yeah. done.
1: Yep. And the thing is, the 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 actual game saves, like your save data, isn't on the hard drive. It's all in the cloud. Hmm. So I can pick up a game I played, you know, three years ago, and it just syncs to the cloud, finds it, brings it down. No maximum amount. Like PS4 Pro has a, a maximum storage amount you can have in the cloud for game saves. Mm-hmm. Microsoft doesn't care, it just kind of does it. It's just there it is, pull it down, off you go.
0: And um, so yeah, it really freaks me out when Microsoft is the most consumer centric.
1: They had to be this generation. We'll see what happens next. Well, well we the
0: next generation they're gonna keep on, you know, catering to the consumer because they're still losing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, and that'd be I, great if they had any properties they gave a shit about.
1: No, no. They they keep buying the wrong studios. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> well,
0: I mean maybe maybe the next game that uh what was it, Compulsion Makes will be good.
2: I heard rumblings that there was another Bioshock game by somebody
0: at some point. Yeah, I've heard that too. But uh I certainly haven't hadn't heard anything about that being Microsoft exclusive.
2: Because honestly, after this the dumpster fire production from Irrational, I I I'm I'm moving away from like the Art theory. I feel like if another really talented, like like, Bioshock 2 was not the core Bioshock team, and I love that game. Yeah. I yeah. think someone else needs a shot at Bioshock.
0: I totally agree. Like, like that's how we got um, DMC Devil May Cry.
2: Yeah. And if you don't set it on the moon, I'll be really impressed.
3: Because
0: <laughs> I can't think of
2: anywhere else.
1: Siberia. Make it cold. Yeah.
2: No, no, no.
0: Hmm.
1: Desert. Make it hot.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, well, keep- keep- no, 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 no. Uh, call it System Shock
2: what uh, happened to the sister shock remake it's still it's, it's, still, still, like, chugging it along yeah, it's still chugging it takes along for, yeah
0: but but yeah like uh going full sci-fi but the thing is like one of the wonderful things about bioshock was the fact that it was set in like what was it like the
2: 50s uh, 18, 18 it was uh, no, the,
0: the a 1960s was it 60s it was in the 60s, but they built it in the 40s, like yeah, the late 40s. Yeah, so, so it had it was, been a while. So they yeah. built in the 40s, so it was this beautiful art deco. Like, that was one of the big things about the first Bioshock, which Infinite couldn't compete with.
2: I actually really like the architecture in Infinite. Compared to the original, though? Not as evocative, but it's like, I don't know, I, I love American kitsch like that. I love
0: that old kind of, like, I mm. I love that woodwork. I don't know. No, I mean it. W- it was lovely in its own way, but it wasn't. It wasn't kind of striking, and it didn't spark the imagination like. No, Rapture it did. was.
2: It was too warm for the themes they were going for.
0: Mm, that's that's one aspect of it.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Like, like Art Deco applies itself to horror a lot easier. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. All no. right.
0: I'm tapped out, I, gentle dudes. I am tapped I, out too. I
1: just noticed sitting on my love seat, staring at my sparse but selective DVD collection that when my son borrowed Spirited Away and put it back, he put it back out of alphabetic order.
2: That little... Get Marsh's ass in here. You tell him what's up.
1: I I mean, right now it's sitting between seasons three and four of The Simpsons. What the? When it should be after the South Park movie, but before Star Trek season one.
0: Honestly, I'm a little proud of the guy for just watching Spirited Away. Oh, he loves it. Good taste.
1: But I, I can't get him to watch the Japanese. He watches the dub. That's okay. The dub's not bad. Yeah, the, no, the, it's not. The, the dub's dub, the dub's not bad. The dubs
0: for know. Ghibli's are usually pretty solid.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So.
2: Honestly, I kind of prefer Christian Bale and Howl's Moving Castle to the... Uh... I
1: remember. I, I don't did. know if I've seen Howl's Moving Castle.
2: Like, oh. Christian Bale does a fantastic job. I
1: know where I know you from.
0: Yeah. Your name is <laughs> Kohaku.
1: The Kuhaku River.
0: Oh, like, that's the first time, that's the first way I saw Spirited Away was dubbed, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah. Huh. All, right. All right. Well, that about does it. Uh, Alex, thank you for being here. Absolutely, yes. Chance, thank you for talking.
0: Mark of the ninja in one week.
1: Ooh. think you get to walk around like work playing that instead of working. Yeah. No, they won't let me do nah, that. That's okay. I wish. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I will. We will see you in a week. No